Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the A to Z Guide to Stress-Free Leadership. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. So it is another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and it is a very exciting day here at the show because this is the handover show, the transition show. And Mike, it is just my great honor to have the opportunity to sit down with you and talk a little bit about and celebrate what you have built here, that in times of transition, we have to look back at where we've been and we want to celebrate where you're going on this show. So I want to, I want to kind of start out with the, the begin with the end in mind. Uh, what was your definition of everyday mindfulness and why did you begin the show? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up a little bit more because a lot of listeners may not know what we're referring to when you say the handover. They might not be aware uh, that this is a brand new show as far as host. You have a brand new host. So the Everyday Mindfulness is you, which is awesome. Holly Duckworth is going to be your, your new host going forward, which is super exciting that she lives and breathes mindfulness. And that's why it was such a great transition, such great alignment for me to be able to leave the show and be able to hand it off to you, Holly. So for anyone listening, that's what we're referencing. Holly's your new host of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, which is very exciting. Uh, getting back to your question. Uh, so what was my original hope, I think you had asked when I started the show? Yeah, well, actually, what was your definition of everyday mindfulness? My definition of everyday mindfulness is to be present to yourself, your world, uh, in the moment. I always love that definition of that mindfulness of where you're in the moment present, yet also able to see as if you're watching yourself from outside. And it's without judgment. It's without shame, without guilt. But just to be aware, to be able to see, oh, here's what I'm doing. And why am I doing that? Or it helped me make better awareness of my choices. For me, that's everyday mindfulness. So that shows up in my professional life, my personal life, uh, my spiritual life, and I don't mean spiritual as in religion, it can be that. Uh, spiritual for me can be meditation, can be visualization, but it's, it's present there. Uh, and that's what it means for me to just enjoy life, to be present in life. And when you're working your hardest to still be present, you know, to be asking those questions, uh, is this what I should be doing? Is this using the best of what I have to, to the world? And whatever that you need in that moment to be asking those questions of awareness uh, to be present for. So for those of us that are, that are listening for the first time or into this transition, so I think that that's one of the things that I would love to start out with as your new host is to say part of this, this perfection of the alignment of, 
Mike moving on to new things and me stepping into the ongoing trajectory of my life as the Mindful Leadership Guide. We agree a lot on that, on that definition and often that definition is subscribed to John Kabat-Zinn who did some of the early research in um, stress-based mindfulness. So we look forward to continuing that conversation around that definition and then certainly inviting others because that's what makes mindfulness cool is there's no one definition of mindfulness and yet it is how we all practice it moving forward. Um, yeah, so that, that's one of the parts I loved about the, the cast conversations, the group conversations was we got to hear differing views on the same topic. And I think a lot of times people hear mindfulness and they mistakenly think, oh, you're going to do every show on meditation, every show on Buddhism or Taoism. And they don't realize that, no, we're going to talk about how mindfulness applies to politics, to intimacy, to relationships, to money, to finances. And that's what we were able to do during that time, which is really what mindfulness is. It's a practice that, that's 24-7. It's not to one area. So why did you do the first show? Who, do you remember who was on the first show? Why did you do it? How did you get yourself kicked off in this? It's a big uh, well, commitment. Yeah, I, I probably, no, I don't remember who was on the first show. I can tell you this. The first show was a group conversation. I absolutely remember that. Uh, and what we did was uh, we alternated group conversations with one-on-one. -on -one. The reason I can't remember the first show is when I chose to do it, I immediately recorded a, a bunch of shows. So we had enough so that when we launched, if somebody found it on iTunes, they could listen to more than one because the rule of podcasting is if they don't have more than one, they tend to think, oh, this is a one-off. This might not even really be still running. Therefore, they, they don't continue listening. So we produced so many right away that I don't remember which one I chose as the first one because I would have released four together at the same time. So even though technically there's an episode one, two, three, four, they were all released together. So episode five would have been the first to release by itself on the second week. Uh, and, and that's why it's a little harder for me to remember what the first four were. Well, that's very exciting. I know that I was on show 44, which in numerology <laughs> I thought was very interesting. Four, four, and releasing four shows at a time. I did end intentionally. Uh, that, was, that I can tell you why. So when I knew you were taking over, it moved very quickly, as you're aware. Uh, if for anybody listening, there's, you know, there's been a little gap here in time since the last episode because we have a new person taking over, and that takes time for Holly to be able to get the show set up and everything because we did it very quickly. So I, when I saw that there were only going to be three or four episodes left, or I think at the time I had four or five recordings left uh, to put out, I looked at who did I want to end with. And so the last few episodes were very intentional, the last two or three. They were really close friends of mine, or they were really close regulars on the show uh, that I had recordings that I tried to end on. John Silo was the final show. John was like a brother to me. Now, nobody listening to that episode knew that was my final episode, but that was my way of doing a little something special uh, for those listening was to have this person that was close to me. Well, you're absolutely right. And there, there has been a, a pause here in shows because I also wanted to be intentional about what are we doing and how are we, how are we going to do, do the show uh, honoring what is and transcending into something different, which we'll, we'll talk about 
in a little bit, but I, you know, that's what's exciting, I think, about the show is, I'll, I'll tell real quickly, I had not been looking to do a show. I had done a show a year before, taken a year off, and the day before you and I connected, I was working with my social media team, and they said, Holly, you need a show. What would you name it? And I'm like, I don't know, Happiness with Holly? And the very next day, you posted that you would, were looking for a new host on the show. I'm like, if that isn't alignment, I don't know, know what is. And like you said, it's, it's taken us a little, little transition time to... Uh, to be mindful about celebrating what is and what was and, and not yeah. to, to and, and I wasn't originally, I just thought the show was going to end. And what happened was a couple people on the cast said, what are you doing? You can't just let the show end. And I thought, well, who's going to pick up my, who's going to pick this up? Like I didn't even phase me to think somebody, you know, and you're a mindfulness person. I should have thought of that. I was not mindful of that. And a few people are like, you can't just let it go, throw it out. See if somebody in the group will want it. And so that was amazing that you responded immediately because as soon as you responded, after I said to you, let's do it, blah, blah, blah. Three hours later, another person jumped in and I said, I've already handed this over to Holly. So, I mean, that's how quick things were happening because I was, I was just thinking, all right, I'm going to move on to the Respect podcast with Mike Domish and I'm going to focus on that. So I'm going to have to let this go. So it's so cool that you were able to step in and to see it keep living is just thrilling. I mean, that's, that's when you create something and it gets to continue. It's the greatest feeling in the world. So I'm so excited that that's continuing, that, that there's going to be episode 77 and there's going to be episode 155 down that road. That's thrilling. Well, it's fun because my next question for you is how do we practice mindfulness every day? And I think we actually are demonstrating that and telling our story because the other story that's quite funny is when you launched this, oh, so many years ago, I'm like, why is he doing that? That should have been me. And, you know, it, it's always my best intention to support my NSA friends and family and whatever they were doing, knowing, well, that wasn't mine to do. And it's so funny, two years or, you know, 70 shows later that it would circle back to be mine to do. But there's your question. I mean, we just talked about how you practice mindfulness every day, but are there any other things that you'd like to, to share about now as you continue to practice mindfulness, even though you're not doing it on the show? Yeah, I, I have a ritual I would say a system, a model that I follow that when I followed, I notice I'm at my highest level of mindfulness. I'm also at a better place of energy, of being grounded, of making better choices throughout the day, as far as how to use my time, how, what I bring into my body, all of that. And so I read a book called The Miracle Morning several years ago, which has a very simple concept. It's an acronym SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S which is S, first S is silence, meditation, prayer, A is affirmations, V is visualization, E is exercise, R is to read, and the final S is to scribe, to journal, to write. And I, I don't need to do all six. I think that's a mistake. I, early on, you think, oh, I got to do all six. And you're not in a mindful place. You're in a routine, in a, a must-do place. So what I've realized, if I do the visualization part of it, if that's consistent, if I do the exercise part, and that's consistent, and if I, those two are critical, they're critical. If I get in there, the reading, that really helps. If I get in the visualization, that's an extra icing on the cake. If I get in the journaling, that means I'm at a really good place. Uh, that tells me I'm everywhere I want to be. So for me, that, that's the system. I'm okay if I only get in uh, the, uh, the visualization, I'm sorry, the meditation, the silence, uh, and the reading. Uh, and then the exercise, I'm okay with that. That's a good day. It's going to be a great day. But it feels like I'm at another level when I can get five out of the six or six out of the six. What a wonderful way to 
practice your definition of mindfulness. I'm going to do the best I can without judgment. And that is the ongoing practice that we're going to get to continue to explore with so many other guests on the, on the program. So here's a fun question for you. How did the show change you? The show changed me in that it kept me on top of awareness of my, of my views of mindfulness. Because what had happened is I'd interview someone and sometimes you're interviewing people you've never met. We did do that at times. There were people who approached us uh, and you'd interview people. And at first you'd feel like, where is this going? And is this in alignment? And then they'd say something that you're like, oh my gosh, that's br- that right there was brilliant. And I always tell people that if the show never aired, I learned something from every interview. And so it did change me because I was growing through the process of learning from the guest. And that's what I hoped. I always said if there were no listeners out there, while it's disappointing, I'd still feel the show was worthwhile because of what I was gaining and learning. So I always hope, did the listeners, are they gaining something? Are they growing from this person sharing or from the group discussion? Uh, so that's how it changed me. I had some pretty cool, you know, I had a lot of friends on. I'm fortunate that in our line of work, a lot of friends are comfortable coming on a show because they're thought leaders, they're experts in, in some topic in the world. And I think what's neat is most people think, oh, Mike's the respect guy, the consent guy. Uh, but my friends aren't. So I think what they expect is your friends to come from that perspective. And my friends aren't in that realm. Uh, they, they lead with respect. They live, we have that alignment but their accountability and their security. So it brought this wide variety of conversation that I really, I cherished. And I also got to meet some people I was saying that I didn't, wouldn't thought I would have met. I had a highlight in there. Then I said it on the show, so this isn't a surprise, but there's a book I love. And uh, I thought to myself, well, if I could ever get that author on. And, and somebody who knew the author approached us. I never put it out to the universe. I never said it on the show. And somebody came to us and said, hey, I think Roland Marola would be great for your show, which is uh, Breakfast with Buddha. And I thought, well, yeah, but what, how are we getting to Roland Marola? They're like, oh, we are connected with Roland Marola. And they made it happen. Roland and I had such a great connection. It was a blast. It was awesome. And I would have never have had that. And we've talked about staying in touch since. So it's been, you know, you get these little gifts that surprise you along the way. And I will say that that tradition continues. I'm still getting, I'm getting emails now from authors, ideas, products, people that want to want to come on the show. And Mike, that's thanks to you and this platform of learning that you have, have created. So how do you hope the show changed the listeners? Uh, you know, I don't have a hope there. As long as people either took something from it, you know, whether it was enjoyment, whether it was, there was some deep learning that went on, uh, I love the fact, and my mom may be listening to this episode, my mom listens to every episode, and I love that. Uh, I mean, as many as she can. I don't want to put the pressure on my mom. (laughs) But but there were times where, you know, something would strike my mom and get her thinking about something, or she had a differing view on something. And that that led to some really neat conversations. My mom would call me and say, hey, that one part, let's talk about that a little bit more. And it, it happened every now and then. And that was really cool. So to have friends engage, I would go to NSA and people would come up to me and say, hey, uh, when I was doing my patio, I binged your show like 10 episodes, you know, or 12 episodes. I can picture John who said that to me. So when you get people coming up and sharing that, you know, I binged 10 episodes or eight episodes, you realize, okay, it was providing something to others besides me. And that's, that's just wonderful when we can do that in life. 
So your value in the world is not, is not disappearing from mindfulness. Your mindfulness practice is going to continue your writing, your journaling, and your work. Tell us, as you, as you transition, what are you going to be doing now? Where can we find you? Yeah. So the reason that I stepped away from the Everyday Mindfulness Show is that I launched the Respect Podcast with Mike Domish on iTunes, you know, everywhere else. And I realized there's only so much of our time. And I, my travel schedule's insanely busy during significant months of the year uh, on the road. And so I knew, when I do a show, a lot of my shows are recorded three months in advance and I get way ahead and then I release them each week. Uh, so if I was doing two that would get very heavy intensive recording needs as far as time and scheduling. And so what I decided was I wanted to do something that would align my mindfulness with my mission and my work, which is respect. And respect is, if you really look at respect and what I, we do in trying to create a culture of respect in organizations around the world, that's a place of mindfulness, right? Being aware of how am I treating others with respect? How am I treating myself with respect? How is my organization treating all people with respect and dignity? All of that is a place of mindfulness. So I love that our new show, which is the Respect Podcast, it's still, if you really listen to it and you're learning about respect, you're going to be mindful of how you're being present in the world on these important topics dealing with respect. And it could be inclusivity. It could be gender. It could be racial. It could be political. When we talk about respect, we've had military survivors on of sexual violence. This all involves mindfulness, but it also deeply involves respect. And they really go hand in hand. So I'm really excited about the show. We're already several episodes in. Uh, so it's been really neat to see the guests excited to share the episodes. The people we've had on are really getting it out there like, oh, listen to this episode I just did. So we can see that it's, it's catching fire, which is really thrilling. So we want to know, Mike, how can we help you? You have helped us so much with the show, the thoughts, the conversations, the questions. How can we help you as you step into this new chapter? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Holly. Uh, you know, spread the word about the Respect Podcast. Typically, if you're a podcast listener, you don't listen to only one. That's really rare in the podcast world. That's one of the things we learned along the way. Podcast people listen to podcasts, typically. So if you're listening to Everyday Mindfulness, add the Respect Podcast. It's not one or the other. Listen to both of us and, and gain from whatever is being brought to there. So I'd say spread the word about the Respect Podcast. If you're listening right now, we'd love that. Subscribe to it. Two, the other big reason I made this shift was we realized that the corporate world, the association world, needs the respect conversation now more than ever. And we were known for working in the military world and the education world. That's where the, for decades now I've been. And we realized, you know what? Corporate association needs us too. So we are now branching into working with large corporations, large organizations, and providing keynotes and providing programs on creating a culture of respect and what that means and how does the Me Too impact your organization, which is an interesting even conversation for people to use that language together. Uh, it can be manipulative at times. So we can dive into that and give people the tools on how to really thrive in their landscape in a way that's based in respect. And that's the, so if you're listening, you work at a company, we'd love to be working with the organization and helping them create a culture of respect. So how can we get in touch with you? If we have that name of that corporation or a future guest, yeah. a resource, how can we get in touch with you? Absolutely. So if it's a corporate or organization, mikedomish.com. Uh, now my last name is very difficult to spell. So we cheated. 
and we create it mikespeaks.com. So they can go to either one. The website is mikedomish.com, but mikespeaks.com will take them there. Domish is D-O-M-I-T-R-Z. So whatever they prefer, mikedomish.com, mikespeaks.com, they will get them there. And our new website's gonna launch, depending on when someone's listening to this, our new website's gonna launch in at the early November, at the latest November of 18. It'll have a new website, new videos for corporations, organizations. We're, we're working on all that now. Wonderful. Well, Mike, you have created such a wonderful platform here with the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Uh, we look forward to continuing it here at Team Holly Duckworth. And we hope that you'll come back and be a guest again soon. Thank you so much for honoring us with this uh, transition and handoff show. We celebrate you and wish you nothing but the best in your next show. Well, I appreciate that, Holly. I'm so excited with what you're gonna do with the show. To hear you already have people interested, one, and in being on the show uh, is just thrilling because that, that's exciting to see who you're gonna be bringing on. But I know behind the scenes you've shared with me, I think we're okay, that people wanna be part of the show. Like we want to sponsor the show, which to me is just thrilling. And it says a lot about how well you are known as the person that people wanna be aligned with on mindfulness. That's an incredible compliment to you that they so quickly want to get involved in this because you're involved. Uh, and that's just awesome. So, so excited for you. And congratulations on the momentum you're already building. Well, thank you so much. We will continue to do this and know that mindfulness matters and so do you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness.